I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway... Join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, do you, have you guys ever, do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima, oh. Zima's, Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. Following, following the following is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. It's a journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. What? We're back. Yeah. It all started down as a wrinkle in his brain when Nate hit the brand new guy hit the puzzle game setting out on a journey podcast into the masses formed a pop family kicking out your asses now the walking dead is dead and the end game was won but the war it isn't over because the battle's just begun the boys are back in action can't you see Nate and Brando laid down the OGs of JIC what's up Tutorinos and welcome back to another episode of the OGs we are coming at you sort of live through the power of the Journey to Comics Network I'm one of your OGs Brando and joining me is the other OG of JIC, Nate. How's what, it going, What, bud? what, what? How's it going, brother? It's going pretty good, my man. It's a good day here as well. Uh, this is episode six, right? Yeah, is that crazy? Yeah, episode. I can't believe we made it to episode six. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we've done man, this a time I, or ten. Man, I, I, I remember when we were doing episode three. I mean, it was just like yesterday. Almost figuratively, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, no, it's been good. Uh, things are going okay over here. We are literally uh, starting to get to the point of baby time where uh, she had an issue with some blood pressure this week. Ooh. And uh, thankfully, it doesn't seem like it's preeclampsia. However, uh, they still have to do the full-on urine analysis. We, we, do you know they have to collect urine for 24 hours? What? There's a jug, and she's got to fill a jug up. Over the and course of 24 pee- hours. She has to collect all of her pee for 24 hours. So even if she fills the jug up, she has, uh, thankfully, uh, I guess this time, for the first time she tried to do it, she filled the jug up, and it wasn't a full 24-hour course, so she had to go do it again, and they gave her two jugs. Oh, my God. So this time she preemptively got two jugs. So she had, and apparently they they would like it if you stored it in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently the first time she didn't, so it just sat there in the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> Permeating. <laughs> and so yeah, no she's had to, we had to make fridge space for her pee jug. Uh, it is what it is. When you're pregnant, things just uh, like this happen, I guess. And uh the unfortunate circumstance is that we may be seeing baby a little sooner than what we think. Uh, hopefully that will not mean much uh, for us because I've said eight episodes for this year for OGs and after baby's because bo- that leads right up to his due date pretty much. And 
and then I'm not guaranteeing anything else until the, after the new year when we're all settled. I've said that many times again, but I'm saying it for anybody who's never listened to this show before and turning in for the very first time. I'm having another baby, and we got a wacky, crazy four-year-old that hits panic buttons at the health center where they have their drugs and gets the cops called on. Like, yeah. I and, would have freaked out. Oh, my gosh. He, he has this really bad habit of just being like, what's this button do? <laughs> no matter how many times. Don't just touch stuff. Hands to yourself. You look with your eyes, not with your hands. Spray bottle, bro. Poke, 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 poke. So anyway, uh, yeah, baby could be here before we know it. I think this is week 35, so if it's any time past 37 and they decide to take him out, it's time. Wow. Yeah, I know why it was 39. It was literally the day. Uh, it, 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 was, it was her 39-week checkup. And uh, the last time she battled high blood pressure from like week 16 and they put her on meds. So this whole thing that she's going through with the whole high blood pressure plague, maybe they're worried about preeclampsia. She didn't have a, she didn't have preeclampsia last time. It was just high blood pressure. And that's a, what I'm thinking it is again. But this time it didn't hit until 35 weeks, which is it's good because we're in the home stretch. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's not like, you know, I, I remember, I remember because we were on second shift then. Right. And uh, so much, much different uh, lifestyle. Going to bed at like um, seven, eight o'clock in the morning every day. Waking up at three o'clock in the afternoon, and going to work at four thirty. You know, that that like that was my life. Well, uh, towards the end of her pregnancy, she stopped having uh, her appointments in the late afternoon because she would get up at four to six. Sometimes she was she wouldn't get up till six thirty in the evening. Damn, that that was just, that was, and she'd be up all night with me. So yeah, totally like. That was just it. Like she, like uh, I would wake up and she wouldn't. Uh, sometimes she would wake up early, but she quit doing going to the late afternoon uh, appointments and scheduled them for like as the first thing at like eight or nine. So that way she could just stay up, go to that, get something to eat, come home, go to bed a little later, and did, then just sleep until I text her at six thirty. Chilling, yeah, yeah. So uh, she did not sleep all night, right? Uh, and she went, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to induce you today. Meet, be at the hospital at, like, 1130. Whoa. Yeah, so she came home and got me. She woke me up. Of course, this is, like, 10, going on 1030 almost. You know, it's, like, 10, 10-something. And I, I've been asleep for, like, just about two hours. <laughs> and she's like, hey, 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 get up. Come on, babe. We got to go have the baby. What? <laughs> You're, like, huh? wide awake now. She's like, no, 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 no. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. I'm getting induced. We got to be there at 1130. <sighs> 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 okay. All right. Could have broke it to me a little different. <sighs> anyway. So, no, he wasn't born until about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. She probably hit me if she heard me say that. I always get confused about 2 or 3. It Because she, and it's funny how she remembers because she had less sleep than I did. But think about that. She was up for like. 24 and then going on 30 something hours and then gave birth with no meds. Jesus, that's some insanity. I remember we went to bed, man, it was like almost six, six 30 in the morning. Uh, then yeah, that like the following day, uh, because, he had uh, because he got stuck in the birth canal and his cord was wrapped over his shoulder 
and it was tied to not, uh, he needed to get attention right away. And so they pretty much took him and put him in the NICU and they gave him a, a, what's called a bolus. And uh, it's like basically they, uh, they uh, when, when they put like a, an IV in a baby, they put it in their skull, oh, like wow. in their head. Yeah, because that's where the because that's where the veins are the most prominent, and then they hook and they you know, they give him some fluids and whatnot and get his you know get him going you know, basically a bolus is just a kickstart. That's usually what they get from the placenta after they're born. The placenta's like live, <laughs> you know everything you need, and it's like whoa, and they just like pumps. It's like an alien that pumps their life force into their through this little cord. And that's why they usually end up kind of delaying the cut. They let that kind of flow in, get more, you know, get more of the juices flowing, and then they go. Uh, but that's not the way it was. So I got to go see him pretty much within a half hour of him being in there. Uh, she, they wanted her to chill out because her body had just done something extraordinary, and obviously put a lot of under stress, you know, a lot of stress. Yeah. And uh, by the time I think it was like five thirty when we actually got. So it was almost like two hours by the time we actually got to mother baby unit to our room. And then they, they said, Hey, you can just walk over there and see him and feed him Cause we were like right next to the NICU and we went over there and got to, actually, that was when we actually got to like hold him and see him and stuff and, you know, try to do the first feed or whatever. So that was like, I remember <laughs> Nick at night was still on TV and it was like George. It was like George Lopez. Weird. The weirdest thing that you remember. But and then I went to you know. Then we went to bed about in between six six thirty, and then uh, it was time for another feeding at like eight. No rest for the wicked, bro. Oh man, no. It was a rough couple days. But uh, uh, how are things going over in your neck of the woods? I've kind of dominated the first sort of ten minutes here. It's okay. Uh, reminiscing about babies, bro. So I'm refreshed as shit right now. You are? I mean, well, okay. I guess refreshed is relative. I'm ninety percent refreshed. I was super fucking refreshed last week when I came back because I was on vacation and I had an amazing time. Denver, Colorado treated us interestingly. Like <laughs> interestingly, okay, I like that. We can get into that a little bit if you feel like <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, man, I was feeling really, really, really good. And then this past Friday, we had to do a trip to Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is a four-hour drive one way, four-hour drive home. Did that all in a day, so my body is still a little bit like, bro, what the fuck? Why did we do that? Why did we put ourselves through that shit, man? And I'm like, it's all for music, bro. It's what's up. But uh, no, man, went to the mountains, had a blast in Colorado. There was a tornado warning the second day we were there. Like, you probably never heard of a tornado happening in Colorado, but sure, fuck enough. We went there and they were like, hey, motherfuckers, you know those things you're not cool with? They're here too. Enjoy. A snow NATO. Oh, no. I mean, it, luckily there was no snow. Um, yeah. And that was another thing, though. We got to see, like, beautiful storms rolling over the mountains. I talked about that a little bit on Voice Survival. But what I didn't really, like, super dive into on that episode is how much fucking weed I smoked. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Like, okay, um, so there are three of us. We smoked two ounces in five days. Um. 
and it was not necessarily because like we were just trying like chasing the dragon or some weird shit or just like oh my god get as fucking high as you can but it was like more like we would go into a place and they'd be like here's this deal it's a reasonable deal cool fucking a okay this deal is amazing it's cheaper than anything we have ever purchased at home and it's quality stuff all right cool and then we would go to another place, and they'd be like, hey, we've got even better deals. You can't even believe it. Here's this deal. You buy this one thing, you get this other thing free. Oh, shit, yeah, man. So we did that for like two or three different dispensaries, and you kind of end up with a lot of different shit. And a lot of it ended up being, you know, like nothing. And you're just like, uh, okay. Well, here's the deal. We're on vacation. The clock is ticking. <laughs> there are only so many days. There's only so many hours in the day. Let's get going. And it was a blast, man. It was it was a wild ride to be out in Denver and it just like take that in. It recharged my energy. I feel real good, man. Like really locked in. You're probably hearing fucking dogs barking because I'm in the Casa de la Dad uh this week. <laughs> you know, haven't haven't seen him in over a month. So I figured I'd uh come down here and say hey and see how things are going and you know like i was recounting with you off air they're kind of going just shitty but normal i mean just the the flow of life you know i guess is the way to say it yeah man you know you know here's the thing and and, and i was reminiscing about this with someone today you know i was talking about how some people man it's hard for it's, it seems like people are always chasing the next thing they're always chasing the next happy. Then they they're 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 so laser focused on one thing, and like and they're all about that one thing. And then and you're like, okay, cool, you know that's your thing, you know, just anybody. It could be anybody and anything. Totally. But but then eventually it, it just it cycles, and then it's like they just seem unhappy, very unhappy. And 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 you're not really sure what it is, you know, and you like and you're not sure if you could help them or not. But then it's like, now they're talking about this thing. And it's like, this thing. And it's like a very, you know. And you're just like, look, dude. I know that for me, I have to stop myself from thinking about the negative. And that's something that I think I've been very good at. I know I, I personally have had a history with some, I, I, I've never been like, Diagnosed, but I would say acute depression because I would never say there's only been a few times in my life where I feel like it really nailed me. Uh, and I was actually going to look into getting help. I never did. And I, it was always a sort of a, eventually I got myself out of it or got out of that mindset and everything leveled off. But also it's also like a mental battle of trying to be like, look at what you have. Look at everything. Look at all these things around you. Look at everybody you have around you. And yes, you know, thing A, thing B, thing C could be better. And you feel like you could be happier if you had those things or things there. If thing B was different or your situation C had changed maybe a little bit. But at the end of the day, with the life that you're living, what is it that's actually making you feel that way? And it is altering all the all these other things. Is that going to make that better, or is that simply altering the situation to make it feel like you're better? Whereas the core of the problem is still the problem. Putting a bandaid like on it, a bullet hole. Exactly. 
And, you know, so, so for everybody listening, dude, please be thankful for what you have. Never stop fighting for the things that you want. And obviously, like, like for us, we need a bigger house. We're going to need a bigger house. It is vital. But it's also not the thing that's going to be a make or break of whether or not we are happy within our family. Because your family life makes you happy first and foremost. You find exactly. joy from the people around you. We have a roof over our heads. Maybe we could use an extra room. We need it. But I'm not going to put my kid back in a room like this room where it has a door to the outside. Not going to happen. I don't even want to put my room back here because I don't, I don't like that. I don't like having a room. I don't, I don't like that idea. I have a solution for you. Hmm. You ready for it? I'm ready. Build, just build an additional room on the house. Instead well, of buying a new house, and then what you do is you just make that door that's behind you only go to that room. You don't have to have a door at all in that back area. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, for how much that would probably cost versus uh, the cost of fixing, we have to fix stuff in our house currently. Oh, and we're probably gotcha. gonna have to, we're probably gonna have to get a new HVAC system to sell it because when we bought it, it was old, and that was ten years ago almost. So, so it's old. Uh, yes, it's it is old. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, two big things that we need to fix. My, other minute shit that we need to get to fixed. So after baby's born, and after we springtime, where we get a you know pretty much not one hundred percent, but a lot of it eliminate like like a lot of our expenditure debt. Um, hopefully then we can start working on saving up enough money to fix this house. Because once we fix it, then we can sell it, then we can get a bigger house. So, like, we don't have the amount of, like, land space that I want here either for having two kids. Totally. It, you want a backyard for them to romp in. Something. You know, and it, it doesn't have to be a new house. It doesn't even have it, it doesn't have to be closer to Lafayette. It can be here in Frankfurt where I live. You know, where house prices are going to be a little cheaper anyway. Totally. Uh, because the in Lafayette's getting more expensive, and it's crazy. Uh, the the same house here that in Lafayette would be like man like we're talking like but twenty to thirty forty thousand dollar difference probably and you know Lafayette's booming man and it is and a lot of people are moving down from the Chicago area into Lafayette there's Makes a sense. big influx there and you and that's a thing that's going along uh that you know in other areas of the country as well where many people in the bigger metropolitan areas are moving out because it's less, even though for us, Lafayette's more expensive, you know, moving from Chicago area to Lafayette is a lot cheaper. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's a discount. (laughs) Exactly. Or you can, I mean, literally you can go from, I mean, a one bedroom studio apartment in in a basement setting in Chicago. I know for a fact is $1,400 a month. That's not a lie. That's real. I mean, that's what Sarah's sister was paying when she had her downstairs apartment. Of course, that was split between her and her roommate, so it was like more like seven hundred. But still, overall, that property was valued at that. And then you look at like a home in Lafayette is probably like eleven hundred dollars for a mortgage for a pretty nice house. Something like Rob and them have, or like the Norris's have, like a nicer house is probably in that eleven twelve hundred dollar range. You know what I'm saying? So. 
that's a huge difference from going a tiny space to like a mansion, essentially. It also depends on like your down payment and your loan and your percentage and everything. You're like, like uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, from what I understand, a home loan probably could be anywhere, like you said, probably 1100 1200 would probably be on the higher end. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you could probably go probably as low as eight, which would be doubling my house payment. My house payment is $400. Hell four, yeah, brother. Fuck yeah, spread it. So, <laughs> so, like, yeah, well, as I said, dude, look at what you got. You know, do you have a good job? Do you, you know, do you have, like, we don't go without. We do not go without. Could we, could we have a little bit more money in the bank? Yes. I think everybody could, right? Totally. So, I mean, man, you only live once. And if you're focusing so much, I feel like if you're so hyper-focused on the, on the things that you can improve, instead of focusing on living and focusing on being happy, and then also have that goal to shoot for. Well, and I think it's one thing to have the goal to shoot for, like you're saying, as opposed to the people who are, I don't know how to word this properly, but like they're obsessed with finding happiness as opposed to reveling in happiness and they future trip. You know, they get lost in the what ifs of life. And it's like, sure, what if tomorrow I step outside my door and for whatever reason I just go stand in the middle of the road till I get smashed by a car? That's a weird fucking what if, man. Like, what are the actual probabilities? What does that actually do for yourself to think down these dark avenues? You know, people, it's it's a part of society that the literally being obsessed with what negative things could happen to you because there's so many crazy things out to get us in this world, allegedly. Well, you know, in uh, last week, I got to leave work early. Like, an, like I, after an hour of being at work, they're like, hey, man, you want to go home? Bye. Fuck <laughs> yes. Later on, dude. Did, and, is this uh, a trap? Right, yes. It's a trick. <laughs> it's a trap. Anyway, uh, so... I, I was on my way home. The, the quickest way home is the interstate. Sensible. Uh, and, well, they are doing uh, some road work past my exit. And it does cause some pretty uh, quick slowdown when you get closer to that exit. Sure. Traffic traffic slows down. So, yeah, it kind of snuck up on me. Oh, okay. Well, it also snuck up on somebody else uh, within just... An hour, not even after I was there, there was a really bad accident. Damn! And uh, at least one person was killed. Jesus! And it's just like there it is. It's over, you know. Ugh. And it, it, thankfully, there hasn't been any more accidents since there. But you know, to the same token, I've kind of avoided taking that way home. Just don't feel just the same. Of, well, I just don't like it's still you know they're still doing that work and it's gonna it's slowing down pretty quick, and uh, like literally the week before that, a semi truck had literally like completely just flipped over, like onto its side, Whoa. and the whole it was it, it, it was blocking both lanes, and people were stuck there for hours. 
Whoa, that's awful. I'm just and thinking because I have to go that way. You know, we do have a show this. Well, actually, when this is airing, we're going to be going to Indianapolis. So that's like down your neck of the woods. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Do please be careful. <clears throat> uh, I've given you a heads up. When you get past Laffey, uh, coming up towards the Frankfurt exit, there's going to be some work going on. Be careful. We'll do. Um, Absolutely. Uh, it, because it will. You'll be going right along at 70 mile per hour. And right when you're getting like. You know, I like last time it hit me. I, you, I, I was at like the, you know, exit mile and a half, and it was like, whoomph. You know, it hits very, 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 very fast as far as the stop traffic, because it's not enough to keep traffic from like going all the way back because it because they are moving. It's not stop traffic, but man, it's sudden. And please be careful, you guys. I don't want to hear that kind of news. Uh, you will not be hearing that kind of news. I drive as safe as I humanly can, man. And I'm appreciative of the heads up with all that shit. But, like, traveling's crazy. And, like, to, to just speak on that briefly, we were coming back from that Green Bay show. This is the weirdest shit, dude. Driving on this road called 43, which essentially becomes 94. And I'm driving on it. And it says that there's a lane. And that lane is an exit only, Okay. And all the cones are up putting you in that lane. And I'm like, okay, I'm going in this lane. I'm going in this lane. They just made me exit off of the highway. And every single off-ramp or on-ramp was blocked for 25 miles. And there were no detour signs anywhere. Waze was not picking up that there were blockages. Google Maps was not picking up that there were blockages. Siri wasn't picking up their blockages. So essentially, we had to fucking wing it in the country. That was a blast. Like, oh, great. We're just in the middle of fucking Wisconsin. Hope we don't get, you know, myrtleized. And, of course, everything was fine once we got back on that road. But, like, it was terrifying, dude, to know that that's, like, the main way you're getting home and for them to just be like, no, you can't take that way. Just no. Um. A good app that I have found um, a while back, it's called Enrix. Have you ever heard of that one? No. Yeah, so it's I-N-R-I-X traffic, Enrix traffic. And I was using this, I, I've been using it for a couple of years. And it it's pretty damn freaking accurate. I don't know if it would have helped for your situation, but it would not hurt just to download an extra app. Totally. Just in case, right? Always good to have an extra app for your navigation. It's 2019. You don't need a map. I know, dude. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. We live in crazy times. In 2011, this is for real. In 2011, I was using maps in Champaign to find locations for us to deliver furniture. Okay, I was still reading a map. I was pretty damn good at it, too. Giving out navigations to the map. You're going to take this road, take this road, take this road, turn here, do this, do this, boom, we're there. So, yeah. Uh, And now here we are only eight years later, and someone would be like, a map? What the fuck is a map? I've got my phone. Google? Google (laughs) Google Maps? maps? Yeah, exactly. Apple Maps? Yeah. It's weird how that all works anyways, but... uh, Dude, you know, we've kind of had a nice little riffage here for a few minutes. 
Um, we've got a couple different things planned for today's show that's hodgepodgey because we have a lot of ideas and we're almost done with this season. So we're just trying to get some of our concepts in before we quote unquote close shop, you know, and or at least hit the pause button as it were, which is mm-hmm. a fun little reference to the, <laughs> the, uh, the episode zero pilot episode that we did. But, uh, I really just kind of want to riff with you for a little bit, but when you're like, cause I feel refreshed reset, I feel like my head's clear and I feel like I'm enjoying, I, I don't know if it happens to everybody, but I feel like after a while, just living life, if you don't have a change of scenery, a change of pace or something that you can actually acclimate to for more than a minute, which, you know, when you're doing shows, you're in a city for an hour or two and then you're fucking gone. You know, it's not really like you're having a great time or whatever. So uh, you lose the, and at least in my op- opinion, I, I kind of lost the ability to enjoy things. Like, I didn't feel like I really wanted to watch shows. I didn't feel like I really wanted to listen to music. Like, it was all just, it's that episode of South Park where all Stan hears is shit. <laughs> it's all the music <laughs> on the radio and all he hears is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. And it was weird because that's kind of how I felt too. And then, like I said, the vacation made me feel very refreshed. So I've been like going through and listening to stuff that's like real nostalgic. Some of the early albums I had, playing some of the games that like are my all-time favorite games and whatnot. So uh, I thought today it'd be cool to kind of bounce stories and, and, and thoughts off each other about the things we love the most. You know, you talked about being grateful for stuff and to appreciate what you have around you. Well, that also includes the things you can comfort yourself with that are just in little things. Like even even something as small as me saying, like, what's the, your favorite action figure incites a thought, which is a response, which is why is that, you know, and what reason mm-hmm. do I have to give for that? So um, I don't, I'm not really sure exactly. Okay, I guess I do know. Okay, just for shits and giggles, movies. Let's talk about your all-time favorite movie, the movie that over anything else you're putting on a thousand to one. Like, you have to. Like what, Man. Man, it's so hard. It's so hard because, like, I definitely don't watch movies like I used to. Uh, that, that, for me, has changed dramatically. Uh, it, I need to be in modes, and, and, and that's really weird. And some people might not understand that. But I have like I have watch mode. When I'm in the mood to watch a series, I need to sit down and watch the series, and it needs to be constant. If I get a chance to deviate, if something else happens, and I'm off the wagon, I will no longer feel like watching it. Not because I don't like it, but because now I'm just in the mood to do something else. I'm in the mood for something different. And, and and so I bounce from watching to playing games. If I am on a game, if if I am in a game, that's that's a lot of what I think about, and I that's what I want to do until I'm done. So my favorite movie of all time. Thinking about favorite movies, a lot of those probably still resonate from when I was a kid. I, I don't have too many movies from like the modern era that I would even put into that category. Uh, because it's a, because they're different. Even though I might like them, maybe, maybe they're awesome movies. You know, terrific mu- uh, movies. Like, uh, I, you could pretty much put anything on from Christopher Nolan, 
and you know it's going to be a great movie. Fuck yeah. You know, he's a great filmmaker. Uh, Tarantino, great, great, you're a great filmmaker. You know, I've got my favorites and least favorites, but you put a movie on from him, you're going to be entertained. So it's like, uh, man, it's easy to look back in the nostalgia glasses. Batman 89, that's my most quotable movie. Hell yeah. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing that in theaters last year. It was awesome. Uh, and then just this year, I got to go see uh, Back to the Future in theaters. Uh, Badass. It was, dude, it was awesome. Like, if I had one nitpick, is that when we saw Batman, uh, the sound was not up to par with the other movies showing in the theater, which was like Jurassic World. Oh, no. Or and like you that. just heard but, all that over your movie. Like, Wah! of course, Batman 89 has a lot of kind of quieter moments, right? Yeah, nuanced just, moments. And so, like, no, like, when it was going, and, like, the the march, it was good. But it wasn't that big surround sound uh, that, like, that we're used to with the modern movies. And, of course, that's probably just a different sound direction entirely. Totally. Movies movies today are a lot louder, uh, especially for theater-going audiences. Back to the Future was louder, but still not as loud. Because the other movie playing next to us was still louder than that movie. Uh, it might have been Men in Black. I, I don't remember what movie it was, but uh, those two movies are really big for me. Terminator Two was always been a really one, like big one, and I feel like that is probably one of the best action movies ever. Agreed. Uh, there's other great action movies, but man, that movie is just something else. It tells a great story. Uh, even more so, even more so when you watch the. Uh, the the extended cut if you have the blu-ray um that's even better because it's not like they're adding in the uh, the you know the uh the theatrical release the theatrical release for that movie uh is great and that's the one that i watched when i was a kid man i I, i'll never forget uh the local grocery store in our in, in Rankin, it was like town of 600 people we had a grocery store totally and uh you know we used to have a movie rental store in Rankin. I actually do well, not recall that. No, because it was before you ever probably made it over there for any reason whatsoever. I remember my grandmother buying me All Dogs Go to Heaven from that store. Wow. I remember or like ordering it and, and, and from them. Uh, it was just one of those things where uh, it was either right like right when they closed or after they closed. Then the grocery store got associated with an, a rental thing and they started renting movies out. That really kept him in business for a long time. Because you could uh, rent a movie for the same, you know, for the, you know, it was like a, if you, if you rent it on, a, on like, a, like on a Friday, it didn't have to be back until Monday. Nice. So, so it was always like Fridays were like the go-to, man, especially for the new stuff. But I would always go in there. Of course, here I am, you know, like wee little lad trying to find movies. And I see like Arnold Schwarzenegger looking like a badass on a motorcycle. And of course, it's like rated R. And my mom's like, ah. I guess. <laughs> I must have rented that movie so many times. Hell yeah. Uh, I also remember they had WrestleMania 8. Awesome. So that was like the first WrestleMania I ever watched was WrestleMania 8. With the Macho Man, Randy Savage, oh yeah. Ooh. We'll get into yeah. that later too, a little bit of a... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Uh, Man, you know, there, there's a lot, a lot of favorite movies. Uh, I finally, 
got her to watch a Sylvester Stallone movie. Sweet. Just a little while ago. she. Uh, it took me forever to get her to watch Arnold. Okay. Like, I think I had to start her off with Kindergarten Cop. Awesome she movie. Would even... Oh, I love that movie. Who's your daddy and but, what uh, does he do? Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> My dad's a gynecologist, and he stares at vaginas all day long. Jesus. <laughs> um, the, the but the movie we watched was uh, Demolition Man. Nice. Better to watch that. And uh, totally forgot Jesse Ventura was in that movie. Snipes too, right? Yeah, Snipes is the main villain. Yeah. yeah, but but Jesse Ventura makes an appearance at the end as one of the other guys that he unfreezes. That's but, right. But yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that. I I want to get her to watch the Rockies, but I can't. I, I don't know. That's probably she. She thinks that's stupid. Dude, I would start with Creed, and then make everything like a prequel, because Creed is so <laughs> fucking good, dude. Oh my god. Um, she's just very. Uh, uh, thankfully, as she's getting older, I think she's caring less. But like, like man, you have no. Idea. I'm like, well, you need to watch Terminator. You need to watch the Terminator with me. And she's like, no, he's stupid. Like it's. No, you idiot. That's great. Come on, sit down. We're going to sit down. We're going to meet the popcorn. We're going to drink the Cokes. We're going to sit here. We're going to cut a little bit. Go to Netflix and the chills. And then you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Come yeah, with me if you want to live. You're going over the pans, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, grab my hand. Come on. Come on, what are you doing? Uh... <laughs> what was funny is that uh, just recently we watched... An Arnold movie that neither one of us had ever seen. What was uh, it? Raw Deal. <laughs> you were going to say Raw Dog. Was, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Raw Deal. And it was done, It man, this is like after Terminator, but before Predator. Uh, he was like this... Uh, ex-FBI agent who is no longer an FBI agent. Okay. And he's now a local town sheriff. Nah, I'm a town sheriff. Come on. <laughs> Used to be an FBI agent. And uh, it's funny because then, like, one of his uh, guys, buddies from the FBI, like, I would say, like, guy that was maybe, a, like, his, uh, his, uh, his leader or uh, superior officer. I don't know. Not sure how the lingo or how the hierarchy works in the FBI. Totally. But his son gets killed in the line of duty uh, with this mob boss. Oh, no. And he wants Arnie to go in undercover and take him out. Uh, because Arnie took down this serial killer and brought him back with half of his bones broken. Damn. And this is my favorite line, my favorite line in the whole movie. It's, and because the prosecutor went after Arnold, right? Of course. And basically got him to where if he stepped down, he wasn't going to face charges. So he did. It's like, yeah, well, you brought the guy in with half a with, with half his bones broken. And he's like, he kidnapped a thirteen year old girl. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. I I have to say it right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, he. Sorry. He kidnapped a 13-year-old girl. 
He mutilated, molested, and murdered her. Oh my god! <laughs> what a weird and line to make him say. Oh, I know. I I was laughing. I watched it four times, and I'm like, "There's no way that he got this taken four times." So I got to watch it four times. <laughs> oh man, it was a bad movie. It was a good bad movie. Um, and the guy that played at his uh, his FBI buddy was the dad from the Christmas Story. Nice. Uh, and there, there's a scene where like these two construction um, uh, site trucks. One's like, well, one's like a big tractor with like the it's like an excavator or whatever. And the, or I'm not even sure that's right. But then the other one's like this big dump truck, the really big ones where they put big rocks in them, right? Sure. And they're gonna like they're and they're gonna smash him. He's in a car, and th- that one thing picks the car up, and it's like, and he leaps out. And he goes, <laughs> and they subtitled it. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Was it in G Y A? No, because that's how I do it. I do in E N Y A G H exclamation points. Yeah. So, but no, they did Y. Okay. Yai is like Y. I E I, yai 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 vikaye motherfuckers. Oh, <laughs> uh, Tombstone's another one that I love. Okay, uh, just like like you said, cowboys. I like Tombstone a lot. Is that a uh, just like a warm fuzzy blanket type deal for you? I just like that movie. Okay, okay. I I mean Val Kilmer's awesome in it. I think that if I look at nostalgia and youth and childhood and coming of age me and everything and think about movies that are must watch, we'll put on there are three that will always stand out as no matter what mood I'm in, I know I can watch them. Pulp Fiction is one. (laughs) Sets the tone right. Just always sets the tone right for me. Having a shitty day, I need to see that scene with Travolta and the adrenaline and the needle. It's fucking amazing. It just gets me every time. It's so brutal. And like the story that fucking uh, some dude passed out when they premiered that movie because of that scene makes it even better. I was there the first time you saw that movie. I think, well, I think the first time I saw it all the way through because we watched it at Jason's, right? We watched it at your house. We did watch it here. That's right. Because I remember... Because, well, go ahead. Because your dad had seen it, and he hadn't seen it since it first came out. And, like, uh, and at that point, I think I was like like 10 years before or whatever. And he he was laughing, and he was like, oh, my God. You know, and like going along with it. But, um, I yeah, that was the first time I'd ever watched it all the way through. And I remember Jason telling me about this movie like a couple of years prior like like way back like like maybe it was like 2001 or something he went down to Alabama to visit family and he was saw the movie on television he had no idea what these characters names were so he's like so John Travolta gets killed in the middle of the movie and then he's back at the end and like nothing ever happened <laughs> he's just like he's trying to explain it like Bruce Willis kills John Travolta and I'm just like what movie is this this sounds like insanity <laughs> this is brutal uh, I remember the first time I watched, like, I would say half of the movie, like maybe the back half, 
I was at my mom's house and it was on like Cinemax at like two in the morning, you know, and I just caught like probably from just after Martin gets shot to the end of the movie, you know, so the, the last half is, I would say, uh, but then like <clears throat> Twister is another warm, fuzzy blanket. A lot of that just spawns from the memory I get of thinking of the first time I saw it, which was at the Lorraine theater. At that time, it had the super powerful sound system pre IMAX's standards and shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember, as you probably will as well, they flipped the car upside down outside of the little rain for the premiere. And I remember a couple things. One, I went with my dad during the first couple nights of its premiere, and we saw the movie. We were in the upper balcony, and it shook me. It physically shook me when the F5, like they did such a good job with the sound. And then I remember our class, I don't know if every class at John Greer did this, but I think so. Or maybe it was Honeywell. I feel like it was, I can't remember exactly what it would have had to have been John Greer though. Cause it was closer to the theater. I think because we went and saw Twister at at the Lorraine as a class and they gave us the little twister spinny dude. Do you remember that little spinny dude? Yes, I do. I remember seeing it, but I don't remember seeing the movie there. Yeah. I just remember that we did it at school. I don't know why that, that's such a it's, it's They also they also had like a little thing where they had those little spinny cylinder things where you could spin them and it would make a little twister. Totally. They had like they had a machine with this big one going where it was just Yes. Absolutely. So what did we go see? Was it Twister or was it like around the same time as Twister? No, it was Twister. We got to see Twister. I don't remember seeing Twister. Or, yeah, I feel like we definitely, or maybe they just let us tour the place and we got that thing from Twister. I thought we saw, I can't for the life of me remember exactly. What was the last movie you saw at the Lorraine before it shut down? Uh, first Transformers. Okay, so I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. Wait. First Transformers? I think so. No, First Transformers First Transformers came out like in 07, 07. or something. It might, maybe because it I remember was the, the second one. Re- Revenge of the Fallen or whatever. Okay. Because I'll never um, forget. I knew Wes when I went to the... I think you went with us. The plan was we were all going to go to the Lorraine. We went, but the fucking problem was the Lorraine didn't take debit cards. We all had debit cards. And, like, Wes was all, like, super sweating it. So I, like, just ran across the street to my ATM because it was literally across the street and pulled out, I don't know, probably, like, 30 or 40 bucks to get some tickets. I didn't, I don't know if I bought everybody's, but I bought several tickets uh, to see that. I wasn't there that time. Yeah, to, uh, to see that movie. I saw Revenge of the Fallen with Kate uh, in the, uh, in the, uh, at Lafayette. Nice. Uh, the last movie I saw in Lorraine was Star Trek 09. Oh, nice. And I'll never forget um, the, for some reason, the tornado siren was going off in Hoopston. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I remember we came over and uh, there was a miscommunication on band practice or something. 
and uh, like you guys were in Champagne, and we're not gonna be back for like another three hours. Oh shit! So we're like, what are we gonna do for three hours? Of course, we didn't have a kid at the time, so we're like, let's go see what's playing at the theater. <laughs> And it, we just happened to like, all right, the next showing is in like a, like a half hour or something. So it's like, oh, that's plenty of time because it's like it's probably like a two, two and a half hour movie. By the time that's over, they'll be back. So uh, I remember we uh, they had since now this is the first time that I had been there. It was like oh nine, right? Yeah, Star Trek oh nine. So then uh, this first time I'd been there, man, a long time. Uh, probably since Batman Begins, maybe. After that, I can't remember what I, what, what I would have saw after that, because I was still around in the area. You know what? I saw Dark uh, Knight in the Lorraine. Did you? Fuck yeah! Uh, I saw I saw that midnight release in Lafayette. They 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 had it on five screens. Sweet. Uh, but no Star Trek 09, and they, they they had replaced the seats with different seats. Uh, the screen was okay. There was a blemish on the screen that bugged me the whole movie, because um, it was an older screen. You know, yeah. The sound, the sound was fine, but there was a quiet moment between Spock and Uhura on the elevator. Sure. <laughs> and that alarm and that damn tornado siren was going off, and it sounded like uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Family Guy, but they did this gag about the distracting trumpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we had just seen that like a day or two before that. So it just reminded us both of uh, of the distracting trumpet. So we were just laughing the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Um, but that those last then the the Lorraine was an awesome theater. I saw so I saw Jurassic Park there. Same. Uh, I saw Batman Forever there. Same. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you and I probably saw a lot of the same movies there because uh, uh, because we were in the same town. Ninja Turtles three, my first date. Is that okay? So, so hold on. Well, number one, you actually saw that in theaters. Number two, that was your actual first date. Kind of, yeah, but it was chaperoned by my parents. I mean, because we were only like fucking six or whatever. It was a quote unquote date. Me and I think Danny Clyden went and saw it. How romantic! Yeah, I mean, it, I love that movie. I was a nerd, and you know, even back then, I didn't like that movie. I, I'm maybe I guess I'm weird. I just like the Ninja Turtles. I thought they were cool as shit. You could no. Sold I me. love the first two movies. Yeah, I mean the first movie's the best. Clearly, it's awesome. Uh, second movie's okay. It's good. It's watching it back now. I could definitely see why I liked it as a kid. It's a lot more kid friendly. Yeah, they also don't use their uh, weapons really. No, never. I think Donnie uses his once. Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean it's a stick, so. Um, uh, all right. I'm trying to think of what else I saw. I mean, of course, uh, Spider-Man one, one and two there. Oh, for Spider-Man, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Independence Day, which is the third one on my list of top three. Independence oh. Day, I saw that there, and that was a fucking mind-bending experience. That's why every time I get a new sound system now, I test it with Independence Day, <laughs> just to see how it stacks up to when I saw it at the Lorraine. Yeah, I saw. I remember me, me and Jason had our seats. We'd always sit in the same seats. Nice. And if anybody else wanted to sit with us, they had to like recognize and not sit in between us, because we because there was always a seat in between us. Yeah. Uh, because because we each needed our bubble, 
because because the Lorraine it had like three sections down on the floor. You had the middle, yep, and then, then like the two sides, yep. And then so if you're looking at the screen, we were on the left, so many rows back, and then there was like the aisle seat, and then the like a seat empty, and then the other seat, and then we we, we were always right there, like no matter what, nice. it was always the same thing. I remember uh, we went and saw. Pirates of the Caribbean on like opening weekend. And what we, and so with with Pirates, he was actually more interested in seeing it than I was. Uh I had seen maybe one trailer, didn't even really I didn't look into it, knew nothing about it really. And he goes, Hey, do you want to go see it? And I said, Yeah, sure, whatever. So we get there and we get there within five minutes. Like we are five minutes late. We probably could have got tickets and gone right in. Sure. But instead, he decides, nope, we're waiting. So we have to wait in town. The next showing is not for a while. This was in Danville. Oh, shit. Yeah. <sighs> so we went to Walmart. Which is what you do. Walked around. I bought Terminator 2 on DVD. Fuck yeah. I remember that. That was my first copy. Because I remember I, it came with like this collector tin slip cover, and I couldn't get the movie out. Yeah, and it ended up like ripping the side of my DVD case. Oh, yeah, man, it was like I'm like. <laughs> anyway, I, so we were sitting, and eventually we ended up back up in the parking lot for the last hour that we had to wait. And these dudes walk up, and they're just hanging out by by his car, talking to us, trying to sell us weed. Sweet. <laughs> oh my gosh we were uh this this was in 2004 yeah nice juniors yeah right like summer 2004 so i remember went in saw the movie was blown away like wow this movie's awesome and then uh, we went and saw it again when it went to lorraine like i think it went to lorraine like a week or two later uh because back then of course lorraine's only one screen Guys, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it's that old school timey theater with only one screen. So, it, especially during blockbuster season, they wouldn't always get every movie right when it came out. Because if there was a couple of movies that came out within a certain amount of time, uh, they would pick one, have it for a couple of weeks, and then do the other one. Uh, so that way, they could try and get everybody who could who wanted to see the other one, get that for two weeks, and then shuffle in, you know, pirates. And they'd show that for a couple weeks, or maybe even longer, if there's not one coming out right after that. Uh, but uh, I, so I heard they're actually updating the Little Lorraine. Oh yeah, dude, it looks amazing. They're working on it. They're like adding tiered seating, so like there'll be sections, you know, and each section will be. It's almost like box seat stand kind of thing, like where there's like a little section for. I don't know, it's hard to. It's easy to explain because it's like a riser. Every level goes up, and there's a couple rows of seats in each or whatever. But, like, it, it'll help. I think it'll be nice. Uh, one complaint I have about the Lorraine way, way back, by the way, I was just thinking about this one, is one time I emailed them in anger and disgust because they got some fucking stupid bull literally a bull animated movie some stupid shit that no one was seeing home on the range or some shit i think it's actually that's what it was called home on the range and i was like why the fuck are you guys not getting freddy versus jason 
what in the fuck are you doing, Lorraine? Like, seriously. And because uh, I really wanted to see Freddy versus Jason on the Lorraine with the surround and everything. And it never came to Hoopston, dude, ever. Fuckers, I'm still mad to this day. I just remembered <laughs> that right now. I'm still holding a grudge. You fucks. Um, so, like, I know that, like, they've been trying to do, like, renovating issues to the theater. Is that it going anywhere? No, yeah, they've, I mean, they've made a lot of headway. They're, you know, they have events now in the Big Lorraine, like concerts yeah. and shit. And then they also show shows at the Little Lorraine every week, which is all donation-based, you know? So when they're open, they're just, anytime they're, you know, doing whatever, they're making some money. And, uh, you know, it seems to be trying to, to go places, and it's it's a weird situation for me to be in because it is my family that's running it, like, so I do kind of know the ins and outs of what's going on, but it's also like their fucking business, man. You know, like I don't want to, you know, say too much or whatever. But I, I know that they're just trying really hard. My grandpa and I had a really nice conversation about Lorraine last year, and he just had some like, how do you get, you know, questions about the social media side of things and whatnot. And I tried to walk him through it a little bit, but um they are putting a lot of work and effort into it and i think it's cool because i fucking love that theater so much so to mm -hmm. see them actually putting their hearts and minds into trying to make it better is like yes that's what i want that's that's the hoopston i remember dude i dude that was the place to go like Fuck on a, yeah. like on a friday night dude on a friday night especially like like, like could you imagine seeing endgame with that old with that old sound system. Oh. I just you know, I made a mess in my drawers. Uh, yeah, cuz I you know we went and saw um me and Mike went and saw a Spider-Man in the new IMAX in Lafayette. And uh I've been to an actual IMAX, like not one of these kind of more mass produced ones, but an actual like curved like a like you're like you are the in the screen. Yes, like down there at the State Museum in, in Indy, they have one. I saw Dark Knight Rises there. It was really cool because you know how Nolan did those. Like there were certain scenes that were all IMAX. Yeah. And then it would kind of go back down to actual movie, slow back down, you know, and then all of a sudden when that next IMAX scene hit, boom, you're like, okay, we're in the, you know, we're in it now. Shit. It was really cool. It was really cool. But, um, you know, going to Spider Man. Man, it, you know, is loud, right? Totally. And Mike was like, Mike was like, man, that that was too loud. And I'm like, that's what movies used to be for me. That's that's what I remember going to the theater, and you're just like, you're you're just getting whomped back, man. Your hair's flying over, uh, you know, especially with that damn T Rex and Jurassic Parks roaring right in your face. Dude, I was just thinking about that. It's so loud when you saw the Lorraine, like it shook you. I know oh. it, it, it was like almost every movie. I remember seeing, uh, you know, um, the the first Spider Man there, two thousand two, yeah, yeah, and and just like the score and everything, right? I remember seeing uh, what uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Hey, graduation! Uh, we got back from our senior trip that day. I did not go with you guys. That's right. You caught like what one like the day we graduated or the day after or something like that. I think it was Sunday. I think I went and saw it on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the reason for that is because I was already tired. Totally. And you needed to show up at the rehearsal for graduation at nine a.m. If you were late, you didn't get to walk. 
pretty sure you were late, but because of extenuating circumstances that were under your control, or no, no, Jason was late. That's right. They let him walk anyways because that was just a threat, fucking bastards. <laughs> right, but I mean, like you know, it was. Uh, I wanted to go with you guys to go see it, but it was stressed upon me that. Uh, if you're staying out that late, you might oversleep. And if you don't get to walk, it'd be we'll be very disappointed. Oh, uh, yeah. And you're and like, fuck. And like, yeah, you're right. I better show that I'm capable of being an adult. And let's, okay. I'll, I'll see it some other time. I'm pretty sure that I literally just went to the rehearsal, did the rehearsal, went home and went right back to sleep. <laughs> like I just fucking because I, I don't I don't know if I stayed up anyways or if I I can't remember if I napped but yeah man that was a crazy day we got up super early went to all the way up to Gurney to do the Six Flags Great America thing and that was crazy and then like fucking come home and we went to Brad Hardcastle's house and we were just chilling for like two hours at his place man I was like fuck. If I'd have known we were just going to be sitting here waiting, because I thought we were going up to the theater to get, like, good seats and shit, you know? And I was like, fuck, if I'd have known we were just going to be standing around doing nothing with our thumbs in our ass, I would have went home and, like, took, like, a nap. Jesus. <laughs> you know? Obviously, I didn't do that. And uh, Revenge of the Sith was okay. I think I might have dozed for, like, two-tenths of a second, but, eh, it's, it's Revenge of the Sith. What can you say? Um, I was actually very pleased with the movie in theaters. Uh, I thought it was really good for the prequels. I thought it was the best one out of the three. Oh, totally. Uh, and that it like I felt like it felt like Star Wars, you know, where like Episode Two did not. Episode One is actually the most Star Wars of the prequels. When you're talking about a Star Wars thematic movie, it's a Star Wars. It literally is a New Hope kind of again. It just didn't feel like Star Wars. Uh. I I can argue that. I I think that is the most Star Warsy of them, but it's got a different pace to it. It's slower. It is a lot slower. Uh like the the movie really doesn't like it starts off, slows way down. It slows back down some more. It slows down. Pod race, you know, the Star Wars uh version of the Ben Hur scene. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. With it, you know, it's a lot of loud noises. Yeah. It's kind of cool. And then it's like, ha ha! We're gonna tease you with a fight. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but no. Uh, yeah. Lorraine was just an awesome theater. I miss old theaters like that. Uh, these multi cineplexes, you know, they're cool. I love the new seats at the Lafayette uh, Eastside 10. Holy crap. That's not the one that we're going to in a few weeks. Damn, but oh well. Uh, uh, no, dude, because the ones there, they, they recline back all the way, and, they're, and they're, they have footrest that comes out, and you're just like. Ugh. Oh, my. Oh, dude, they're so nice. Even the IMAX seats, like, they rock, and they're comfy, but they don't recline back. Interesting. Uh, so like they, I love the seats in the new and in the new theater. They're awesome, but uh, no, we're we're actually going to Wabash, which is uh, uh across the river. 
down, down at the Wabash Landing, and we're going to go see Metallica, S&M. Hell yeah. Two. S&M 2, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might want to preface this. This isn't just a theater showing of the DVD that's already out. Uh, this is not out on DVD, but they'll put it out on DVD. I'm sure. Or, or on Blu-ray, whatever. Uh, unfortunately, I already know the set list. Same. I have too many friends in Metallica groups. Uh, I clicked on an article uh which was talking about it, and then I was scrolling down, and boom, there the set list was. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Okay, whatever. It's so cool. I'm excited. I'm not. Re- I'm excited. Yeah, I'm not really bummed. I'm actually really jazzed at it. And like I said, I actually have a couple people on my friends list who were there at the Symphony Metallica, too. So I've seen videos and, and little clips mm-hmm. here and there, but nothing's going to beat seeing it at that level and it just being co- concert-level experience. Well, you know, because after I saw the set list, I did see uh, some some videos embedded, and some people were filming from the floor. And how they did it, they did it like with the symphony in the middle with them. Sweet. And uh, which would be cool if you were further back, but because the dude filming was like right up on the floor next to the damn symphony, it was it sounded uneven, Ugh. even from the phone. And it was like, you know, I'm sure in the mix when we see it, it's gonna be great. You know, it just seems like when, like when you go see a symphony, man, you almost want to, you like, you know, you want to be in front of it. Correct. You know, got to give room for it, the sound to blend to you. Exactly, and of course they kind of did it in more of a like like an arena type type deal, which, I mean, they got more people in there. That's cool. But at the other time, as man, it's like if you're in the wrong spot, that would have sucked. <laughs> All I'm I can hear is a- this fucking harp player. <laughs> Damn you, harp. <laughs> oh, fuck. And she's like, quit harping on me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was that muscly guy with the tuxedo t-shirt from oh. SNM1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh when we you know when when we look back on things like you know we talked about favorite movies and whatnot, uh, you know, of course you know video games are a big part of what I grew up on and still uh, spend a lot of my time doing. Like and you said you know going back and playing games that give you that warm and fuzzy feeling. What are those games for you? Oh man, uh, well, honestly, when I think about games that make me feel warm and fuzzy, I think about the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on. NES. Uh, it was just like one of the first games I ever had. That and RC Pro Am, I think, was the game, right? Uh, those were two games I had when I was a kid. And then I remember having, like, this is a game that no one gives a fuck about, but I don't even care. I'm going to still shout it out. 10 Star on Super Nintendo is absolutely fantastic, in my opinion. It's like a western cyborg shooter game it worked with the light gun but i did not have that so i used the controller and it was a million times harder to play that game with the controller because there's an actual spot where you target to shoot the character so you had to use the fucking joypad to rush it over and it was never easy or even possible at some points but um and then like man all the way up and until like i think about Grand Theft Auto Vice City really sneaks up there as like a game that if I ever need to like just go back to feeling nostalgic and who I was when I was in my youth, like I put on Grand Theft Auto. The soundtrack is amazing and uh, 
The gameplay is fun. There were a lot of cool things they did with the storyline, as you'll recall. Uh, and then, strangely enough, Guitar Hero, man. For some reason, Guitar Hero keeps getting... We have the fucking PS2 is busted out right now at my house with Guitar Hero in it and the controller plugged in, you know? You know, uh, they just added some Super Nintendo games to the Switch. Oh, I saw. I've already been playing Super Mario Kart. Um, and I just beat uh, Star Fox today. Hell yeah. Um, sat down, started that up, and, uh, and played that. Uh, you know, like, here's the thing. Like, I am better at that game than what I used to be, but I'm also, like, worse at the same time. I don't know if, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. It's where, like, I feel like when I was younger, I was more resilient to the game over screen. It's like, I'm trying again, and I play the game for hours or whatever. Now it's like game over. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go do something else for a while. Fuck it. Time <laughs> to go do the dishes. Yeah. You know, it's just like, all right, I admit defeat, Andros, but uh, <laughs> you win this time. <laughs> Got me this time, you silly bitch. Well, like, I remember, uh, of course, you know, in Star Fox, the original one, you have three levels to go through. The middle one's kind of the easier one. That's the one that I'd be today. And then you, the top one is level two. The middle, or the bottom one's level three. I remember getting to the last level in level three and never was able to beat it. And I never got to world three on, t- on level two. I don't know what it was, but the other day I finally did. And it was the first time I've ever seen it. Wow. And I'm like, huh, I'm on level three. I'm on, I'm on the third one. And she's like, cool. I'm like, this is a big deal to me. You're like, revel in it with me, damn it. And then I died. Oh, boo horns. But it is what it is, you know. Uh, you know, I'll give it a shot. No, Star Fox. I remember playing the crap out of Star Fox. Uh, Link to the Past, Legend of Zelda. That is one where for sure one of my most beaten games of all time and number five in my top five of all time. Hell yeah. Like, that that game is that game is timeless. Uh, a lot of people like that game ages gracefully, and you know you could play a PS One game and go, "Oh my god, these graphics look terrible, look awful." Uh, I, there are several games that I you know that I do that with. You're like, man, it just it, man, like man, it, you know, it's a good game, but it's hard to look at. Yeah, you know? it's just not graphically appealing, man. Yeah. So then, like, but, like, when you look at, like, these games from, like, the Super Nintendo, especially your 2D sprite games like Legend of Zelda, that just age so well. Especially when you put them on a different, if you put them on a different screen, uh, or um, even more, uh, akin, hopefully I have it over here. You ever played on one of these? Oh, yeah, the Micro. Game Boy Micro has the smallest screen. And it is, without a shadow of a doubt, the most HD-looking system for old-school games. And let me turn down the volume. Also, did you know that the Link to the Past Four Swords was developed by Capcom? I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so like the screen is pretty small on the micro. Uh I I'll like 
completely understand if people don't like looking at this. But like nothing compares to like the graphical fidelity of looking at these old school graphics, and when you blow them up, blow it up on the TV, it looks pixelated. Well, yeah, you know it's what I mean. Gonna. It's already but pixelated, they, and you're pulling the pixels even further apart. Well, and the thing is, is that in this, uh, like on this uh, level of screen, dude, it looks so awesome because it does not look pixelated whatsoever. Like it's to that point of like when you reduce the resolution down. It looks fantastic. The only thing that sucks about trying to play this on the Game Boy uh, Micro is that there's only four buttons. And it's a micro. It's so fucking tiny. It is tiny. It is tiny. So you got to get used to that. There's also not a headphone jack. Wait, no. Yes, there is. No, it's the SP that doesn't have a headphone jack. Yeah. This adds a headphone jack back in. No. uh, So if you're playing Link to the Past, the button that you use to pick up uh, pots is the R button, the shoulder button. Hit the R button and to it pick feels, up pot. Yeah, and it's so weird. It feels wrong on every level. Like this isn't supposed to be, but it is. Weird. And you just got to get used to it. But it looks phenomenal playing a uh, playing a uh, Final Fantasy VI. On that looks phenomenal. I have actually laid in bed <clears throat> like this. Laying on my side, and it's not very comfortable after a while. The real FF three, <laughs> yes, fuck yeah. Uh, well, story. The, well, I mean, the real like you, th- that is our FF three. Yeah. Um, also, uh, have you ever seen that meme, uh, which basically summarizes all of the Final Fantasies maybe. from one to fifteen? Maybe it's called Final Fantasy in a nutshell. No, I don't think so. All right, Final Fantasy 1, four heroes break a time loop. Sure. Okay. Final Fantasy 2, Star Wars where the Emperor dies, then comes back as the devil, and then dies again, and then comes back as God, and then gets killed by Obi-Wan. Okay. Final Fantasy 3, four orphans fight a man who threw a hissy fit over his inheritance. (laughs) Awesome. Final Fantasy 4, Star Wars but the Emperor is a space ghost on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Final Fantasy V, evil giving tree and his gay lover fight a confused <laughs> harem protagonist and his princess. Final Fantasy VI, Star Wars, but the Emperor is killed and replaced by the Joker halfway through. Racism is bad. Weird. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, eco-terrorists recruit, recruit a man with a padded resume. Discover corporate greed has caused giant meteor to be elected. Hold a recount. <laughs> awesome. Final Fantasy VIII, a group of cadets find out they all lived at the same orphanage. Amnesia to blame. The lead character may also be dead. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a big long-standing theory that Squall dies at the end of disc one. Weird. That he's just killed, and then the rest of the game is just in his head. That's not true. But it's just, whatever. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy IX, Star Wars, but the main characters are either clones or princesses. <laughs> I love that. Clones or princesses. <laughs> yeah. Not cloned princesses. Um, Final Fantasy X. Daddy Issues. The Real Sports Story. <laughs> with, with special guest, Christian Guilt Complex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That's awesome. Um, Final Fantasy XI. That was the first online game. 
Uh, Giraffe and friends stop the writer from erasing this game. (laughs) Final Fantasy XII. Star Wars, but half the bad guys aren't actually that bad, except for Judge Bergen. That guy's a dick. (laughs) Final Fantasy XIII. Being the chosen one will kill your dating life. True. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen heroes save the saved the world from bad gameplay and bugs. <laughs> of course, that game is notorious for launching being terrible, and then they completely pulled the game off shelves from because it was on PC only to start, remade the game, and then put it out again. Yep. So like originally it was just called Final Fantasy fourteen. They pulled it out. Put it back out as Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. They actually put that shitty-ass game part of their story when they remade it. Really? As to why it's better. They they did, where it's like the world ended or something, and then something, yeah. Huh. Um, Final Fantasy XV, A Bachelor Party Goes Very Badly. Huh? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, that was the first RPG that I ever really played. My first exposure to JRPGs. Fuck yeah! I never, I never got to play. I never did play uh, the RPGs on the SNES or Super Nintendo. Uh, I played Mario RPG, but I didn't get it. I, I, I it didn't. I'm like, what is this? You know, it didn't hit. It's yeah. like, didn't. Well, no. Uh, it wasn't until later that I did play Final Fantasy III, and one of my other favorite games of all time, Chrono Trigger. Uh, I love that game. That game is phenomenal. Fuck and I, yeah. I cannot wait for me to do another playthrough of that for my stream. Uh, because that game, uh, there are very few things in life that I would uh, feel that is akin to a religious experience. Uh, and the first game I ever really felt that with was FF7. Uh Metal Gear Solid would probably be up there. The first one. Fuck uh, yes. As, as far as like, wow, you know, this is a game. This is awesome. This is something that I felt. Um, You know, I felt that with Mass Effect 2. Like, wow. Just the characters in this freaking game are amazing. The Mass Effect 2 is the dark night of that series because it doesn't have to push the story forward. It can focus on characters. And that's what that game does. It The main story is, eh, it's good. It's there. It, it it does something. <laughs> it's good enough, but like no, the real the real specialty of Mass Effect Two is getting a cast of characters and being able to sit down with them and talk to them and help them out and go on adventures with them and having these moments with them. You know, that's what like the Dark Knight movie. That was like they didn't have you didn't have to worry about what Batman's story was going to be because he was going to be Batman. You know, the the whole best part of that movie was everything going on around that character. Absolutely agree with you. There were so many plot points being thread in and out, and uh, Mass Effect Two is an awesome game. Uh, Final Fantasy is an awesome game. Uh, but Brando, you're you're playing your games and you're chilling. What kind of pizza or food are you eating? Like, what's your go to snackage? Man, go to snackage. So here's the thing, man. That's the episode title. Go to snackage. <laughs> Go to snackage. I like a lot of different kind of food, um, man. Because I me, mean, like when I'm thinking about like, I, there's a lot of food that I love that is not around here. You know, it, 
you know, like so, like it, you know, In and Out's awesome, but I can't just go get In and Out. Totally, you know, can't do it. So that, that's so that's not what I'm gonna go think about, not what I'm gonna gonna get. So when I'm thinking burgers, man, you know what's really uh, ticking my boxes right now for burger joints? What just for just like for any one of the big ones that are just around everywhere? Sure, Wendy's, man, Wendy's, Wendy's, bro, Wendy's has got some good shit. Dude, they just it ticks it. You know, I like Burger King. I like that. You know, and you know what? I even like McDonald's to a certain point. Here's the thing. I saw something a while ago, and this is going to kind of tie it back around to we were talking about Metallica earlier. Uh, every once in a while, I get into this issue where I watch dudes react to metal music that aren't typically into metal music. Oh, I've got. I want to see what the reaction. Yeah, and this dude was watching Metallica. And then he paused the video, and he goes, you know what, this is like, it wasn't his first Metallica, there's a couple of them. He goes, a lot of people dog on Metallica. He goes, but every single thing that I've seen, I love it. And he goes, and here's the thing, Metallica is the McDonald's of metal. He goes, and I'll tell you why. He goes, because one, everybody knows what, who they are and what they do. Sure. Not everybody likes them. They like some other options out there. They even might even like them better. Everybody knows what what McDonald's is. I love that and analogy. Also, and it's also the most accessible. So it's like God damn, you're right. So it's like even when even when you're like, man, you know what, I could really go for some Wendy's, you find yourself in that McDonald's drive thru. Dude, speaking of drive thru food, I need to mention this to you. I was driving home today, I took a weird path to get to my dad's house. Ended up going through Watsika. They've got a new mm-hmm. Taco Bell right there by the Walmart. I went there and got the Taco Bell. My new go-to at Taco Bell is to just order the $5 whatever the fuck box they have as the special. Because I like trying sure. new shit. I just, sure, fucking whatever. Brand new thing they just rolled out, dude. Toasted cheddar chalupas. It's like cheddar encrusted chalupa. It was so fucking amazing. So good. Have you seen the new sandwich coming out from KFC? The donut sandwich. The donut sandwich. Hell yeah, I saw the donut sandwich. It was weird. I really wanted to Would try you? it, but then it's not available in this area. No, not yet. I bet it will be. Yeah. Uh, you know what I did try? I think you already tried it, right? Impossible Whopper. I never got a chance to try it. Dude, you know what's crazy? You can't tell the difference. I understand why Burger King did that 50-50 campaign where it was just like, figure it out. Yeah. And the only thing I could think you could tell the difference is the Impossible Whopper wasn't nearly as greasy. Everything else tasted was the exact same. Texturally, smelled the same, was good, didn't give me the shits as far as I knew. I mean... I don't think I've had the shits, but not recently anyways. I mean, a little TMI there for you, but yeah, man. Uh, But to talk on burger places, have you ever had Five Guys? Yes. God damn, that's a good burger. Oh, no, it's awesome. I love it. Uh, Our closest one is downtown. It's like down the road from where we're going to be going to see the the movie or see S&M 2. Oh, that is the closest one to me. So it's like not really accessible to me. Totally. I have to go out of my way to get it. Totally understandable. 
uh, I was going to just say something to you that was totally on topic of all this. And my brain meats are just Krispy Kreme. Bra- oh, dude. They're- <laughs> Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, you got me <laughs> there. You're just talking about donuts. Uh, there's a place in Lafayette that you need to try that I didn't know existed. But I got this exact same thing in Denver. I know that sounds weird. But it's apparently a chain, and they've got one in uh, Lafayette called Jet's Pizza. Yeah, I've had it. They've got like this Detroit-style pizza. It was so fucking good. I made myself sick on that pizza, bro. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Oh, yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of, and I don't know if you've ever had this before, Garcia's Pizza in Champagne. Mm-mm. I never had Garcia's. Oh, that's jizz-worthy pizza. Um. No, uh, I I have had Jets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like it. It's pretty good. You know what? Pizza Place has really surprised me as far as it being as good as it is now. What? Domino's. Oh, let me tell you about Domino's, bro. If you order their personal pan, or not their personal pan, if you order their pan pizza, it's like old school book it Pizza Hut pizza. Yeah. So good. Um, dude, it, uh, I remember when we first moved, uh, to Lafayette, there was a Domino's right down the road. And the first thing we had the very first night, they had three medium pizzas for five bucks each. And we each got like a medium pizza and it, 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 like it was cheap, good to go pizza, almost like this little Caesars. In fact, it was probably a similar quality, but then it was like, yeah, you know, uh, I think I tried. I think we tried the Frankfurt one not long after we moved here, and then we never tried it again. We have a multitude of pizza joints here. Holy shit! We have Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Domino's. We have Little Caesars. We have Arnie's. We have uh, a Bruno's. And uh, it's just you have pizza for days here. So it's like you have you Casey's never, like, there too, don't you? Not in Frankfurt. We have one in Lafayette. There's not a Casey's. That's actually surprising. Uh, there was there was a local gas station chain here. It was it, it was locally owned in Frankfurt. It was called Acres, and they just recently, in the last four years, sold it to a, like a chain called Good to Go or something like that. Good um, to go. But no, uh, just maybe like in the last year or so, it was like screw it. Let's see. You know, we're we're finally shopping around. I. I uh, I, I got her out of the rut of Pizza Hut or Arnie's. Pizza Hut or Arnie's. She grew up on Arnie's. You know, Arnie's for me, it's, it's you know, it's okay. I, I can eat it. It's like, it's that thin crust. It almost gives me that monocles thing, but it's not quite monocles. So it's like a notch under that for me. But I understand what she means by that home pizza because Casey's is that for me. Yeah. It's not the best pizza I've ever had by any stretch of the imagination. But every time I have a slice, it's a taste of home. That's monocles like, for me because, I mean, as you yeah. know. Or Pizza King, well, and, too. Well, see, and monocles is that way for me, too. I never really got down to Pizza King too much. Pizza King, it was always greasy and it made me, like, made my tummy hurt. Yeah. So I never really ate it. Give it in gurgle guts. So I understand why she loves Arnie's. And I will acquiesce and we'll get it from time to time because I understand how that makes her feel. And it, I get it. You know, it's the same feeling that, you know, that I get with my pizza sometimes. But I finally got her to go get fucking Domino's. Let's order Domino's. I want to try it because I've been hearing all this stuff. And damn it, they have turned their shit around. They're way better now than what they used to be. Uh, We had it probably just like four weeks ago maybe. 
Was, I think it was the last time we had it. Man, it was on point. Fuck yeah. I, I love a good Domino's sandwich, too. They're like hot subs or delimptions, man. Mm-hmm. Delimptions. What's your favorite sub place? What's your favorite sub place? Uh May, uh, maybe try to keep it to the ones that are the, like, like that are more widely available because I understand there there's some smaller places that are really good, but uh, no Subway, that, Subway still. Yeah, man, it's weird. Like I've had Subway twice this week. I had Subway today. For fuck's sake. I you know what? I love the shit out of Subway. Same and like the Subway by you in the BP is one of the coolest Subways. We've had many stories there and memories. We have, we have. Uh, I just had Subway. I, I tried that new uh, brisket sandwich. Oh, how is it? It's it's all right. It's pretty good. If I had a choice, I would probably not have them put. I wanted to get it the way that they were marketing it. Sure. So I wanted to try it that way first. If I get it again, I'm gonna not have them put the sauce on it. Sure. Because because their sauce is pretty bland. Uh, it was okay, right? It did the job. But I got this new. It's not new. But I got this Carolina mustard style bus, uh, barbecue sauce from Heinz. Nice, and it is oh, it's so good. It's like a mixture of honey mustard and barbecue sauce. Ooh, it's it's it, it's like it's like more mustard than barbecue sauce. But every once in a while, you get a little like like a little tang. Ooh, flavor there, town. you know. And it's like I would love to put that on there and see what that tastes like. I bet it'd be awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I agree. I need to try that station. sandwich. Penn Station, delicious. I love me some Penn Station, especially their uh, their Philly cheesesteak. Yes, that's all I order from there. Oh, oh. so filling. I I gorge myself and then like end up having like uh, bubble guts, yep. big old guts, gut buster uh, for sure. Gurgle gut city, absolutely. So. One thing that you like again, this kind of a kind of a big smorgasbord of, of an episode of just us reminiscing about like uh, reminiscing uh, like about, like things that make us all happy and shit. Uh, but the last thing that you said that you wanted to do was sort of like a an homage to another show. Uh, they do this thing where they do voices and they read a movie script or they read a script, and we do uh, some some impersonations. But, but you know, between the two of us, and Yanni, and Yanni, hey, how you doing? Hi, hi, how you doing? You know, and, and I, hey, you know, I mean, try to do Sylvester. It's kind of hard sometimes because you got to remember he's not Rocky because he's actually, you know, he's a pretty smart feller. So, I mean, you can't just immediately take away the grammar. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> well, I'm serious. Like, I have to separate. Uh, Sylvester just being Sylvester, Sylvester being Rocky, because like, hey, you know, uh, you know, I don't read too good, you know, <laughs> you know? yeah, playing up the character. We, like, no, you really got to act dumb when you're Rocky, because 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 that's who Rocky is. He's just a dumb kid, you know. He's just a young uh, young muscle kid from you know from Philly, but uh, what like what voices do you do? I well, okay, so. <clears throat> do or do not, there is no try. Little Yoda for you. Um, you know, honestly, though, the voices that I can talk the longest in are mainly Metalocalypse characters. 
Oh, Metal Apocalypse. Yeah, I can do like a lot of like Murder Face, and I can hold like a Drunk Pickles conversation, which is really there's a fluidity to being Drunk Pickles. You have to kind of like give yourself to the to the current of that character. Uh, Nathan Explosion is really easy because it's deep and it's in my vocal range. I can just like, you know, I just get down into the vocal when I'm talking and you kind of got to make it to where you don't really know what you're gonna, you know, like say and stuff. And then like, you know, you could switch it up and do like, uh, this is like pickles. So pickles is just gonna go to the store and drink some orange juice straight out of the cooler, you fucking weirdos. You know, and like you gotta kind of like that's when he's all drunk and and, and messed up and whatnot. And then uh, obviously my everybody laughs about this one, but it's my favorite one is to do uh, murder face because. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do, William Murder Face? You just gotta get into a little bit of a rhythm here. You just, you know, you get loose, and then you just, you fucking dildo. What are you doing right now, man? You close your eyes, you're sleeping on me. Come on, wake up! So one that I don't do often, and when when I've done it and I've nailed it, I've nailed it, because I have to get really loud to do it. And that's Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, my. So, like, quite literally, I just read this thing on Facebook. And I'm going to move the mic back. And, like, when I do it, I try to get the whole... The whole big kind of big... the like He does, like, this full face squint. Like, like his entire face just squints into itself. His his jaw meets forehead and he is like one big eyelid, you know. <laughs> hey Jafar! You know how I'm feeling right now? Not doing shit cause I feel anxious, but I'm feeling anxious cause I'm not doing shit. <laughs> That's me. And uh, it's so hard to do. That I did not hear it in my own voice that time. It's very difficult, uh, and it's also funny that that's not really the way he talks. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got like a slow. Voice. He's nowhere near there. He really accents the New York. <laughs> um, so he's not one of the ones. Uh, there was one that I. <laughs> uh, at one point, it, it's hard to do at work because nobody can hear it. Oh yeah, like, that makes sense. Not no, not not Gilbert Godfrey, but like, hey man, you want a game I really like playing? Uh, I like playing the Phantom Pain. All right, all right, all right, all right. Cause you know when when the pain kicks in, and he gets right in that mode, I feel like that's me twenty four seven right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, man, I've been playing the Phantom Pain since before they started paying me to play the Phantom Pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all right. Googling out, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, it's like I'm just so damn good. I, I, I'm, I'm in such good shape. I mean, I'm out there running all by myself, listening to my music, just moving right along. You know, sitting there with my washboard abs. You know what washboard abs sound like? No. I bet they sound like a lot like a washboard. 
<laughs> I don't. I just. I was making that up completely. I didn't oh, know where awesome. I was going. <laughs> oh, dude, that was like uh, Matthew McConaughey meets dad joke. There you go. That was all right. Oh man. So I selected a bit uh, a piece from a script for us to read, and uh, there are a couple characters. Um. All right, so here, okay, so I'm on, I'm on page one, and we are gonna hit it in with, and action. So we got one character is it's this is the this is the script from the Disaster Artist, and they're filming the big famous, uh, you know Johnny line, uh, from Tommy Wiseau. It's like it's not true. I did not hit her. I did not. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Well, hi, Mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there there was one time where I was doing I was doing Tommy Wiseau in so many things. Oh, hi, Marty. <laughs> it's good to see you. I built Time Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah, no, like like when this movie came out, I was like I was doing Tommy Wiseau for everything. So it's like. Oh, hi. Look at what we do. We make the dinosaur, and it gives birth to itself. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah. So we have Sandy, Tommy. Uh, Tommy is Johnny. Right, yeah, yeah, Johnny. I meant, yeah, Sandy, uh, Johnny. I think it's funny because it shows Johnny, and then, like, because like, in the script... The script is like referring to Tommy and quote Johnny. And uh, it sounds like those are the only two characters that really speak during this. So you should take Johnny slash Sand or Johnny slash Tommy and I'll do okay. Sandy. Snandy? Snandy. Snandy. All right. All right. So, so here's the thing. What do you want me to do? Johnny as hmm. your your uh, hi again. We're gonna stick with favorites. Your favorite impersonation to do. My favorite. I mean, I, that's yeah. Okay, it's, it, it, it's easiest, man. It's easy. Okay, sure. So you're gonna be doing Ar- Arnold is Tommy, which is great. Tommy was uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then okay, so and what's your favorite one to do? Well. Actually, I was thinking about it, and I'm pretty sure I really like to do a little Nicky. Little Nicky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what we'll do is that we'll we'll read the lines in in the uh, in the accents, and I'll read uh, the narration. Okay. So sounds perfect. So we'll go ahead with your line as Sandy, and action. Rooftop set moments later, the crew is set up to film an outhouse, which will be double as the roof's entry point. The, the door opens as Tommy, as Johnny, walks out. It's not lying. Uh, hold on, hold on. You went backwards. Backwards? Oh. <laughs> hey, bro. 
There's another and action with Sandy. It's the last line of the page. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's my fault. The first and action. Because that's when the scene with them filming starts. Look at us fucking it up like the movie. We're doing great already. There you go. There you go. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Let's try it again. Three, two, one. And action. The crew has set up to film an outhouse, which will double as the rooftop entry point. The door opens as Tommy, as Johnny, walks out. It's not. Line. True. It's not true. Tommy holds his hand up in apology. And, and then re-enters the, the outhouse. Going again and action. Tommy comes out again. It's not true. I... Line. Sandy looks at Greg and then back to Tommy. It's not true. I didn't hit her. It's bullshit. I did not. <laughs> Tommy nods and then goes back into the outhouse. And action. <laughs> From the POV of the camera, we see Tommy come out. It's bullshit. I hit her. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy keeps walking until, in fact, he's completely out of frame. Sandy can't believe it. Damn it. Cut. Tommy, you're, you're Mark. He's Mark. <laughs> no. He's Mark. You're Mark. Where you need to stand to be in the shot. <laughs> Tommy realizes his mistake, goes back in. Sandy exhales. Tommy comes back out, staring at his feet. It's not true. <laughs> Look up. Tommy can't look up and talk at the same time. <laughs> Cut to interior rooftop set. Johnny. I did not hit her. I line. No one watching can believe this. He wrote this, right? Just checking. <laughs> Day six. I did not. This time, Tommy smacks his head on, on on the frame of the door. Oh, my God. Cut to the slate says take 32. Johnny, day nine. It's not true. I did not hit her. It's bullshit. I did not. Pete <laughs> still looking down. Oh, hi, Mark. Sandy looks towards up at Raphael. And cut. I get it now. <laughs> This is huge money laundering scheme. <laughs> oh, man. And my brother hit me in the face with a shovel. <laughs> What's funny is that is how much they improvise during this movie and how like it doesn't match up with the script, how, how it goes down, because it's they end up showing like the entire the entire crew saying the line. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did, I did not, not hit, hit her. her. I did not. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> No, on your mark. <laughs> he, he's he, Mark. He's Mark. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that just reminds, like, okay, so, like, when I first watched that movie, I actually didn't watch that movie uh, until, like, maybe it was last spring, spring of 18, March of 18. I remember because I got sick. Um, like, I got the flu or something. And I was just like, oh, 
And I remember we, uh, you know, she wanted to watch it. And I'm like, we cannot watch The Disaster Artist until we watch The Room. Because I've, I've seen enough of The Room. Yeah. Uh, in other videos and stuff, I've pretty much seen, like, the Nostalgia Critics complete breakdown of the movie, which is like a 40-minute. So it's like, it's mostly the movie. So, like, I understood what happens. Uh, and I've seen a lot of scenes from it. But I've never seen it from beginning to end. I'm like, we need to watch that to just appreciate the comedy that will be The Disaster Artist. Hell yeah. Because I I feel like you can enjoy it and you'll laugh, but if you've actually seen the movie, then when they go to recreate a lot of the things from that movie, it just it resonates so much more. It falls into place, too. You feel like you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, this is awesome. They got that right. They did this set exactly that way. You know, you can actually feel the vibe of what was happening behind the scenes there. Yeah. It's also so funny that, like, Seth Rogen's not a big part of the movie. He's uh, he, uh, he, So Seth plays Sandy. And it's like, you know, they show him in the trailers. Like, oh, Seth Rogen's in this. But he really doesn't have a major role in it. Like, he's there. But, like, he's not he's not a main character. <coughs> Damn, I got a tickle in my throat. <coughs> Kill me dead, bro. Oh. It is, uh... It's about getting that time, though. It's about 10 o'clock. I need to get head and off to bed. Yes, sir. And that way I can get some sleeps for, for uh, as Wyatt says, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I love that. Uh, he says tomorrow, but we still say tomorrow because it's so freaking cute. Totally. Oh, man. Do you know they brought uh, back kids said the darndest things? Did they? Yeah, obviously a different host. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, kids. Get the pretty jello pudding and get the with the flipping and the pudding. Would you get? I like my kids, especially when they're filled with the pudding. Why is everybody past that? <laughs> you know, when you think about it, Murder Face is almost like a little bit of Bill Cosby in there. Yeah, with less slurring. Yeah, with the less, the, the less of the slurling and the less of the bib and the bops and the gooks and the woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> damn it, brother! Oh man, I, I've never really played around with doing too much Bill Cosby. He he would play uh, around with you. You wouldn't know it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, we uh, to close this out. I just saw a meme on 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 the on the Facebook here, um, and it brings us back to Christopher Nolan. I said all of his movies are pretty much awesome. Sure, uh, and uh, it's a scene from uh, Interstellar. It says when you're close shopping with your girlfriend. One hour here is seven years on Earth. Yes. Dude, I loved that scene in that movie. And also, just to triple side note, and I'm sure I've probably brought this up millions of times, but the interstellar Martian theory is so true. Have you, you've seen The Martian? Oh, with the whole uh, freaking... Uh Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Because Mark Watney yeah. is trapped on Mars for as long as he is. He learns how to have vegetation on a planet that isn't inhabitable. And then essentially in Interstellar, he is on a planet where he's the only living surviving person that where it's possibly inhabitable. 
and he lies and tells them to come back to get him when really he didn't have a sustainable planet. And it's because he's been driven mad because he's been lost on these fucking planets for so goddamn long. <laughs> Poor Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, bro. Well, you want to take us home? I think we're all set, man. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for checking out this really weird and wacky episode of the OGs. We just sat back and we just riffed it and we talked about some some of our favorite things and had some good laughs. It's been a good time here on the show. Of course, you could check out the Journey to Comics Network on all podcast services. Just search us, dude. Search search Journey to Comics Network. We show up. If we're not on your favorite one, reach out to us on our socials and let us know because we're pretty much everywhere that you can be. Of course, you can all, you know, well, while you're out there on the socials, check out all the other great shows that we have to offer as well. They also, a lot of those shows have social media of their own. So go follow them and keep up with all your favorite shows and hosts. And uh, you can also check out uh, the Game Addicts podcast, um, uh, the, the game, the video game podcast that I do. Do it. That, yeah, you know, that, that podcast is pretty much everywhere as well. If they're, again, if we're not there, if you're like, you're not on this app that I use that's really obscure and I really like it. I'll try to make it happen. I'll try to put the podcast on there Word. just for you. Hell yeah. Uh, I want that. I want our shit to be everywhere we can do it. We stream live each and every single week that we record. Uh, so check us out on twitch.tv slash game at play as well as Facebook and YouTube. We're over there as well. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you get our one-stop shop for all your game addict stuff where we get gameplay and podcasting. It's all in one channel. Uh, subscribe over there. Help us screw the channel. Uh, with that being said, I don't know if I got anything else, Nate. Bro, same. Did you guys see that? He's the most professional plugger of all pluggers. That sounds a little dirtier than I meant it to. Dude, but. it is it is hilarious because whenever I, you know, like when I would guest over on Podcastrophy or when I was on like Game of Thrones, and like uh, he would shoot it over me to do like my plugs, like him and Nick Maxim would just look at me like, "Holy shit, you've got this shit together." You've said it it's enough, like, well, bro. Repetition. Well, when you get it, dude, it is literally, you know, start the show and end the, like, you've got it and nail it, man. It's like, f- find out how you want to say it, and you don't have to say it 100%, but get a good roll on. You do it, man. Hell yeah. Because if you're just sitting there going, hey, yeah, go check us out on the stuff, uh, yeah, do that. Hey, uh, yo, Mr. White. Hey, yo, Mr. White, you got, you, you guys listen to that podcast, yeah, when we're making, uh, you know, when we're cooking, you know. Damn it, Jesse, uh, keep yeah. it down. You're talking too loud. <laughs> well, I guess you wouldn't like the podcast. That's all I do on the ones I listen to is talk loud. <laughs> I told you to expand our territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all repetition, man. And when you've done uh, the 350, almost 400 podcasts, whatever it is for me, uh, you kind of get a sense, especially when you're doing the hosting part of it. Because if you're just hanging out, like being the co-host, doing whatever, that's a different story. But when you're in the when you're the guy that's got to do it, man, you got to get it done. When you're the guy in the chair, you can't be square. You got to get it right. Oh, you're absolutely right. <sighs> okay, well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of the OGs. I am one half of your OGs, Nate. Ooh, yeah, yeah, and I'm the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, yeah. The one and only macho man, Brando Savage, yeah. Oh, my God, he killed Brando Savage, that was amazing. Absolutely love that, you guys. Yeah, it was a absolutely great effort at 
doing a macho Brando. I don't remember how you said that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you later. This has been the OGs. Deuces.